When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is part four of our five-part series on procrastination. Pay attention because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Today's featured song comes from Cartoon, featuring the vocals of Mick May. It's called See You Again, and I chose it mostly for the vocals, to be honest. Mick has a fantastic voice, and it really sets the tone of the song. To find this song and the other songs used in this show, head back to my YouTube channel, where I've got a playlist going of all of it. YouTube.com slash Greg Clunas. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe and check out the other videos. And I've been counting minutes for quite some time now Just to see you again And I've been counting days to get away Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode... We're going to continue our series on procrastination. In our last episode, lack of desire and how it can absolutely destroy our willingness to work hard was the focus. We heard Celestine's personal story and how she overcame it. And in today's episode, we're going to dive into fear. Ready? Let's jump in. Quote, fear is the second underlying cause of procrastination. While you can have a desire to do something, if you have a fear stronger than your desire, you will face procrastination. This fear can be any fear. Fear of pain, fear of uncertainty, fear of hardship, fear of not having control, fear of being incapable, fear of rejection, fear of being alone. While this may sound bizarre, if you examine areas in your life you are procrastinating on today, even though you may not want to, Your answer is likely related to a certain fear you face. This is especially common among perfectionists, whereby procrastination is a common result behavior as they fear doing something in a less perfect manner than they envisioned and thereby impacting their idealized images of themselves. Take the example of Tim, a driven and competent individual who enjoys his job. He has a job-related deadline in a week. He's been procrastinating on it. If we asked him why he's avoiding the deadline, his first answer may be, because I don't want to do it. But if we probe deeper, we find Tim's avoidance is caused by the discomfort his work gives him. Why? After a minute or two of asking, he may reveal the work is just too much for him to handle. While the answer is rearing its head, it's still not the real reason. After all, many people face an overload of work, but not everyone reacts via avoidance. So why is it that Tim procrastinates in the face of too much work? If we look a little bit deeper, we may find that his procrastination is due to the loss of control from overwhelming work. 
He fears a loss of control because not being able to control makes him feel a lower self-worth. It becomes clear then that procrastinating on his work is an attempt to avoid feeling low in his self-worth. Similarly, many cases of procrastination are driven by a fear or several fears. For example, sometime this year, I began getting invited by institutions to give talks. I was always excited every time this happened because it meant reaching out to a larger audience base. However, I noticed that I always delayed the prep work one day before the talk or even the day itself, even though I wanted to start preparing at least a few days before. Even though I would always find some way or other to finish the material and deliver the speech accordingly, the procrastination was a big issue for several reasons. One, while the speeches turned out fine, it could have been better if I'd invested more time preparing as I originally wanted to. Two, the contact point with the audience is the one moment to share my message with them. Not putting my best foot forward meant I might be missing out on a chance to move someone forward on the path of growth. And three, the whole process of procrastinating, rushing through work, delivering work less than my expectations and troubleshooting the same aftermath, it was worrisome. It would be much better to get things done on a timely manner with the level of readiness that I personally wanted. The first time this procrastination happened, I thought it was poor self-management. When it happened again, I suspected a separate reason. When it occurred a third time, fourth time, and fifth time, by then it was clear there was a pattern forming and I had to get to the root of it. I probed within myself on why this was happening. Was the avoidance due to a lack of desire? Certainly not. I'm always enthusiastic about new speaking opportunities. It signifies growth opportunities, more exposure, and enabling more people in their path of conscious growth. Is one of the necessary milestones toward achieving my long-term vision. So I asked myself, why am I trying to avoid preparing for the speeches? The immediate answer that came up was, I don't feel like doing it. A natural first-level response with every self-questioning exercise. So I asked again, why don't I feel like doing it? New answers. So much work needs to be done. It's such a dread. This is going to take a lot of time. In my mind, I'd subconsciously painted an elaborate preparation process. I envisioned being as good as top speakers like Les Brown, Obama, and others. But I was nowhere near that standard. Thus, I saw lots of preparation needed. My next question is, why do these matter? And a voice in my head spoke because it makes me feel out of control. And this, this was interesting. I was surprised and, and I pressed a little bit further. Why is being out of control important to me? Why is being in control important to me? And my response was, because if I'm not in control, it means I'm not good enough. It means I'm not capable. Hit me there that this was what was going on. Because A, a part of me had linked my worth with my skill in public speaking. And B, I wasn't as good in public speaking compared to my ideal vision. And I lowered my own self-worth as a result. Thus, any situation which reminded me of my lack of expertise in public speaking would make me feel lousy. And this led to the procrastination that I was experiencing. In conclusion, my procrastination was due to my personal fear of not having worth. Now, I'm going to be honest here. The answer caught me off guard because I don't measure one's worth by one's skill level in something. A person who is a beginner in something doesn't mean he or she is of low worth. Likewise, an expert doesn't mean he or she is of high worth. 
Everyone's level of worth is the same, regardless of who, what he or she is and the circumstance. Furthermore, I'm passionate about being a powerful speaker. I knew in order to reach the expertise I'm looking for, I have to start somewhere, as all experts do. I certainly wasn't expecting to become better by avoiding the activity. These are all things my conscious mind understood, yet a part of my subconscious had a flawed notion, probably conditioned from when I was younger. Because it wasn't addressed when I was younger, I grew up holding that thought subconsciously and probably having my other actions subconsciously affected by it. Realizing this, it it was liberating to say the least. Just by uncovering the subconscious fears, I was able to immediately see how silly and baseless those thoughts were. In fact, when starting to uncover the real reasons leading to your personal procrastination, you'll find it's usually the most fundamental beliefs that you have. After uncovering the hidden fear, I was able to immediately rectify the misconception in my subconsciousness and resolve the internal misalignment. I was a, it was a matter of reinforcing what I already knew consciously, since awareness of the fears was enough to realize they were baseless. End quote. Now again, that was part four of the article, How to Stop Procrastination by Celestine Chua. You can find the full article on personalexcellence.co. But I want to take a couple of minutes here and just point a couple of things out. See, I, I loved this piece. I loved this section of the piece. And that's why I'm featuring it here. Because many times we put things off because we're afraid to do them, whether it's a fear of rejection or failure or whatever it is. But when we try to ask ourselves what's going on, we get first level answers, In the same way that Celestine got the answer that she just didn't want to do it, we give ourselves that same answer. We convince ourselves that it's boring or we're not passionate about it or uh, there's no value there or whatever it is. We decide we don't want to do it because of very first level things. And the only way that we move away from that is to dig a little deeper. Because the truth is that it being boring or it not having value probably is not the real reason that you're afraid of it. Because you wouldn't have said yes. You were were excited about the thing you wanted to do originally. If you're trying to go to the gym or lose weight, you are excited the day you make that decision. You know there's a value. Otherwise, you would not have said yes. And so once we start procrastinating, we can't accept those first level answers. We need to dig deeper. We need to figure out what the real fear is. If you're trying to go to the gym and lose weight and you're procrastinating on it, maybe the reason is because you are fearful that you're never going to get to that level that you want to be at. And by not being able to get there, it means you're not good enough. Now, I'm talking to myself here because that's my personal fear. I've been procrastinating on the gym. I've been procrastinating on eating healthy. I've been procrastinating on my self-image. And it's because I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'm going to put in all this time and I'm going to try so hard and I'm going to show up every day and it's not going to work for me. And I'm not going to do it right. And I'm going to mess up and I'm never going to get there. And now that I know that, now that I'm aware that that's my fear, I can start to manage it. Because the truth is we cannot manage our fear if we don't know what that fear is. So 
I challenge you to start digging deeper when you get those pushbacks. When you find yourself procrastinating on something and you're giving yourself first level responses, dig deeper, figure out what's going on. Because once you're aware of it, once you know what the problem is, you can start to manage it. So tune in uh, to the next episode to find out what's going on in part five. This was part four of the series on how to stop procrastination. That's it for episode 153. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you like the show, remember to subscribe. That subscription is incredibly important to make sure that you are constantly getting updated. Today's featured song was See You Again by Cartoon. Love the song. Check it out on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Greg Clunas. And until the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take. Every day. Every day. There's a distance between us. It's getting hard to reach out. Haven't seen you in season. some time now just to see you again